And so I've been experiencing life as a complete counterpart to that life. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. For like a decade. And I was becoming increasingly uncomfortable in that. And so I wanted to bring my pendulum kind of back to the gray, back to the middle a little bit. And he, and here I am, um, you know, my experience here at Koru marks a, a re-awakening. And it's such a completely different experience than it was before, I think, because of my experience outside that bubble. I so much more appreciate the center. Hello, everybody. Welcome to, I just had to confirm, episode nine. Uh, we're a little backed up here. Episode nine of season five. Joe, I apologize. It's taking me so long to get these intros and outros. I just don't want to rush them because I'm terrible at rushing them. Mildred, uh, thank you for probably making this one of the easiest intros because you gave me such a, uh, a wonderful bio, not to mention with a lot of content, so I won't have to go on too much here, so that's good. I'm going to try to limit that. Uh, and Joe, I'm going to try to get faster, I promise, because we've got Mildred Miller here, uh, Jimmy Lee, Ama, Vivi and Keith, Danielle and Michael, Jeff and Julian, Tony, Nagy, and so many more that we haven't scheduled yet coming, and that'll take us Jeez, that'll take us, geez Louise, probably till June. <laughs> and then we're going to hopefully start repeating guests, probably. How about that? Check in where people are. Maybe even from season three and four. Still working that out. Bottom line, there's a lot. There's a lot coming. Um, and not just in podcast land, but overall movement, real wellness, Koru, your life, our interaction. There's just so much. It's an epic, epic time. So take a breath and go on this wild ride with Mildred Miller, <laughs> who I'm gonna you're gonna hear a lot about in a moment. Um, but most importantly, not most importantly, uh, who is one of our sponsors? Duck Donuts, Bucks County. Hopefully, eventually Doylestown. I know some of you love Duck Donuts. I do too, but Mildred, for God's sake, stop bringing them. Stop it. But don't stop, unless they're the bacon ones and the chocolate ones, because I can avoid all the other ones, but the bacon and the chocolate, that's where you get me. On that note, Mildred, don't now combine bacon and chocolate and then bring lots of those. I'll, I'll have a real problem. I am, I am trying to gain weight, but not like that. <clears throat> trying to do with the... Uh, the other way so on that yeah there you go mildred miller sponsor duck donuts and 
Thank you for that, Mildred. Thank you so, so much. I really don't have to say a lot because she gave me such a um, rich bio, but I will say that you are in for a good, a, a good, wild conversation. We almost, we thought about calling this episode, uh, quote unquote, from Motley Crew Groupie to Awareness Junkie. But as you can see, we didn't call it that. But from Motley Crew Groupie to Awareness Junkie, the Mildred Miller story thus far, because there's a lot more to come. Um, little shout out about something else that's going to be coming soon, Patreon. I'll get into that more in the next episode. And honestly, other than that, I think it's time to just tell you about Mildred because we're backed up here and I got to get a bunch of these intros and outros recorded so so that Joe uh, so Joe can keep moving because it's all about movement, right? Thank you in advance, Joe. Movement Matters and Mildred Miller. Here you go. Hi, <laughs> my name is Mildred. It's the sweetest little bio. Mildred is a woman who has been many things. I really am going to try to read this verbatim. The most important of which she believes is to have been and to be an explorer and storyteller. There is no better tool we possess to find our way to inner peace and serenity and to then be able to connect with others in a true and wholesome way than the one we call self-exploration and then share the stories. In yoga, this is called, I apologize because I know I'm not going to say it right, Svadhyaya. Svadhyaya. I know that was not right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Or the study of the self lowercase s, and self, uppercase s. Helping and supporting me every step along the way has been nature. Along my way has been nature. This is Mildred talking, by the way, not me. The earth and the sun, the moon and the stars, the oceans and the animals, they have been my guides. And my four children. After much consideration, in order to create something... (laughs) For, to share uh, for this episode, I've realized these to be the most important of all of the above mentioned experience experiences or things I have been. A mother, a wife, a daughter, sister and friend, a teacher, an entrepreneur, a model and actress, the yoga lady, the skincare gal, the shampoo schlepper, the donut lady. The list has no end. I have lived and do live as of as all of those things, but the constants have always been those two things. Hmm. Self, you know, explorer and storyteller. Got it. Yeah. I do not discount these other titles, but by putting my explorer and storyteller storyteller selves first, not at all. If not for my endeavor to learn more, grow stronger, grow strong, and live better with a uniquely thorough and critical eye, and my commitment to recognizing, realizing, and actualizing, and making the necessary adjustments to improve my own experience, I would have failed horribly at being those other things. Mother, wife, daughter, sister, friend, etc. All the way to Donut Lady. 
They do not define me. The experiences are certainly part of every cell that I am, and at the same time, they do not define me. How I choose to experience them does. I'd suffer to think where and who I would be had I not set out on the journey nearly 30 years ago to rediscover myself and uncover my purpose. So I don't. I go. I am. We're not here to suffer. That's all she's got. Okay. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> uh-huh. So we watched the first season together. And uh, she went away to Puerto Rico for 11 days and said, I had an assignment. She said, watch the second season so that we can watch the finale together. And uh, needless to say, I did not watch one single moment <laughs> while she was away. But last night, I decided to uh, to start. You two caught up. Well, I watched this alone and the one episode with I thought we watched the whole first season I think she was mistaken because this is this is episode 9 and 10 of season 1 that I watched last night so in season 9 or episode 9 there's a what do you call it just a a, a piece that the one guy who is Rue's sponsor, uh, Ali. Speaks. I've never watched it. I just know You've, Zendaya is the star. Zendaya right. is yeah. Rue. Mm-hmm. That's Rue. Okay. And Ali is her sponsor. She's an addict. Yeah, that has a lot to do with why I don't want to watch it. But yeah, <clears throat> it's it's tough. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look fun. <laughs> my experience with addiction, like my whole life, not my own addiction, but. Other people around me. People you're in relationship mm-hmm. with. Or, yeah. Starting from my father, you mm-hmm. know, um, as a little girl, makes it really interesting and, and intriguing to me. Also, helping me to understand and step out of my 53-year-old bubble, the, our yeah, culture. To use the popular nomenclature, you didn't say it was triggering or that it brought up PTSD or couple thing couple trauma, pieces but... did and it was really interesting to me um okay. yeah yeah but this speech this you wrote it in I the literally notes. like stopped and pa- paused and played and paused and played so that I could get it all down do you want to read it yeah I'd love to <laughs> I'd love to sure okay. go for it yeah right. yeah I'm gonna just push this in a little closer so extend the arm but okay. <clears throat> you're about you're about yeah there. good um okay so who's speaking is this rue or this is ali ali yeah. is with rue she's trying to convince him little backstory that that she's cool she's sober and she's good mm. now she's 17 and he's a 54 year old recovering crack addict and he is her sponsor he's awesome his character's fantastic um and he's talking about addiction and 
she's saying, oh, yeah, I got it. I'm, I've got balance. Like, I do some drugs, and then I'm clean, and, like, I'm, I'm figuring it out. I can do both. Said something about a revolution, and uh, this is his reply. He said, haven't you heard, man? Revolutions are no longer radical. There are so many revolutions that everybody's a revolutionary. The rich, the poor, the right, the left, the young, the old, the beggars, the bankers. Man, isn't it beautiful, huh? Everyone, all at once, one revolution after another, I tell you. I never thought I'd see so many revolutions in my entire life. The revolutions are fought and won so damn fast that the people don't even have time to implement change. Pause. That's what struck me. That's what made me rewind. Was and I that assume line. his tone is one of sarcasm. <clears throat> Am I wrong? No, he's serious. He's serious. He's being earnest and he's sincere? He's being earnest. He's like, oh. he's it's, I, re- I heard that as yeah. sarcastic. No, no. He oh. says, the revolutions are fought and won so damn fast that people don't even have time to implement change because, have you heard? There's a new revolution. So I, I guess it could be. Well, I don't know if sarcastic is the word. I think it's more... Maybe that's not the best word, but it doesn't sound like he's... It sounds like he's calling bluff and yes. calling bullshit. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I, I don't know if sarcasm is the word, but... And then I have dot, 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 which... Yeah. What's that called? I think ellipses. 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 Yeah, ellipses. But, so he is definitely saying... Yeah, great, like, whatever. Right, okay. like revolutionary schmevolutionary. Revolutionary yeah. You know? Revolution schmevolution. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And I, and I have the dot, 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 because then he goes on to talk about uh, being being a black man and walking into a store where they have a brand. And on the wall, that brand says, you are our people, or... Our people matter. And he says, and I look around the store and I feel so good. That feels so good to walk in there and see those 20-foot letters saying, our people matter. He said, I, walk, I look around the store and I see black people. He said, and I see white people too. But I know who they're talking to. And I believe he means the black people. And he says, and so I go and I pick up that sneaker and I look at the price tag. And it's $139.99. And I think, and I'm going to leave the name of the company out. Yeah. He says, and I think, fuck you, company. You're not my ally. I could be someone else in a completely different situation. And if it was pop culturally cool to say, you matter, you'd say it. You're not here for the black man, you're here to make money and to sell sneakers for $139.99. Fuck you, company. And he says, then goes on and says, there are no allies in a true revolution. A true revolution has no allies. It's just that simple. A true revolution, not a fast one, not a quick one, not a fashionable one, but a real fucking revolution is at its core, spiritual. 
It is a complete decimation of one's priorities, beliefs, and a way of living, and a reconstruction of the spirit of, you have to create a new god, or gods, or whatever you can. But it is imperative that you believe in something, something greater than yourself. And it can't be the ocean or your favorite song, and it can't be the movement or the people or the words. You've got to believe in the poetry. Because everything else in your life will fail you, including yourself. Your only hope is a true revolution, but a real fucking revolution, inside and out. But you've got to see it through. You can't half-ass this shit. You just have to commit to it every single day and know that you can always do better and be better because one day, who knows, you might succeed. I don't underestimate anyone. Stranger things have happened. And in that, he's speaking of addiction and the commitment to stay sober. But there's such a universal message there. And it made me think of you and the collective here and hopes for a better world and for people to change and and things to get better. And that's why I wrote it down and included it in my <laughs> notes and for that, today. And we started with that so to speak and uh, i'm sure that show is full of incredible wisdom just like that and nuggets i just know the package would be tough for me to probably sit through <clears throat> not that i shouldn't or that it isn't worthwhile um yeah and that quote does make it tempting mm-hmm. we'll talk throughout i'm sure of pop culture um and I immediately thought of our connection, or what we talked about a couple weeks ago. I think it was just actually last Tuesday, the Indigo Girls and all that, mm-hmm. too. And how I had realized, or reheard that song, Closer to Fine, and literally moved me to tears because it's so damn spot on for a lot. Uh, and I think a lot of what you just read, it's spot on for a lot of what you just read, especially the the reality of it being, um, yeah, what we call awareness here, right? Mm-hmm. We try to just... We have to sort of put it into one word, call it awareness. The spiritual tone that you just, what's Ali, is it? Ali, Ali hit on, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I am, um, you know, we both have notes, but honestly, I've not even tried. This is the least that I think I've ever, in, uh, certainly recently, tried to or even bothered thinking I should prepare for a conversation. And of course, we talk all the time. You're here. You're a you're an avid listener to the show. You're a I am many wonderful things, and we've become good friends, and so on and so forth. And the bottom line, though, for sure, is I have no yeah. You, I could probably just sit back and listen to you the whole time, <laughs> 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 which hopefully I will get to do a lot of. Um, you you mentioned Galileo when I brought up Indigo Girls, mm-hmm. and but also closer to find mm-hmm. neither one of us has the lyrics to closer to find in front of us but is it conjuring up any <laughs> memories <laughs> yeah i think how i put it to you was uh my con- my indigo girls album mm-hmm. you even knew the year the, the yeah the the rites of passage uh was like 93 92 oh, you 93. seemed like you knew for sure when we spoke about it last time. yeah well i was talking about <laughs> the, the year that i 
founded oh, was 1993. Okay. Yeah. Good year. Absolutely. One of the it best. Was a good year. Good ye- one of the best years musically, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of good music. Well, we talked then later about the cranberries and. Yeah, 92, 93, 94, I think maybe probably some of 91 and 95. Like, mm-hmm. but damn, that I never get tired of that yeah. music yeah. in that era for the most part. That was good, good era for Mildred, too. That was a good time for me. That was a great time in my life. But it, the, that album, The Indigo Girls, marks for me the my awakening. Like, that was the dawn of me just... Well, the wording that really stands out, especially, honestly, as I, I try to play it in my head, is I'm trying to tell you something about my life, maybe give you insight in between black and white. And you and I, I know, yeah, you and I, gray is our, mm-hmm. something we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Maybe give you insight in between between black and white. Yeah. I, I the immediately best thing you listened. ever did for me was to help me take my life less seriously. It's only life after all. I think that goes really hand in hand with what Ali is kind of saying, and you were saying about what Rama's mm-hmm. take on mm-hmm. revolution as well, mm-hmm. or so to speak, like activism. Mm-hmm. And the fundamental point, especially because of these themes that we all, you and I talk about so much, <clears throat> both matter, the revolution, the activism, the... Um, the you know taking a stand, all of it matters. It just also, I we believe it probably would be even more potent. And I think many an activist would say this as well. Self-proclaimed Hopefully. activist, at uh, making sure you're embodying it, and always checking in on whether you're embodying it, as opposed to getting caught up in your own trip. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. a, a certain sort of trip. Great. To use the yeah. euphoria metaphor even Love more that. so, right? Yeah the trip of your own, um, I, may, I don't know what one word would be, but there's an ambitious component to it. I was going to say mission. Mission, yeah, the trip of your the mission. The outward mission. And it's sexy, it's seductive, it's not fair to call it an addiction, for sure, because I actually think there's a very specific definition to addiction that is important. Um, I recently was given this, way of framing it, which is, I, I might have to look it up, but something to do with you, you know you can't live without it. That's the essence of addiction. And you can't stop. You're I unable think that's to. the other side of it too, but the key was that you know you can't live without it. I think that's not as obvious, like, to be, you know, which is to say a lot of things may not actually be <clears throat> addictions as much as they're just compulsions or... Obsessions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> and that that's all external. Go on. So what we were talking about earlier was the independent internal. I'm going to turn the heater off. Mm. Pretty warm now, right? I'm, I'm warm, warm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was warm when I got in here. <laughs> this is my warm place. Um, I, the The internal work, the individual work, has as great, if not a greater, effect on the collective outward work. Yeah. But I think that, just like so many things, people tend to focus more on the outward because it's so much easier and more fun. (laughs) But you can, as we know, of course, get too caught up in your own navel-gazing and and inward Mm. focus without 
And that's the point of the gray. The gray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Which will probably be the name of our episode. <laughs> the point there, you need both, but the the possibility of not being aware enough of where you're coming from, the motivation, as you said earlier, the intention, not being aware enough of it means you're going to continue to check in. Awareness is not a destination, of course. Awareness means to us that there's there's really no other way to word it. You're committed to the awareness, so you have to consistently pay check attention, in. check yeah. in, ask questions, explore, turn over the next rock, see what the new lesson is. Mm. <clears throat> and yeah, that... All integrate <laughs> <laughs> and you need to therefore, of course, integrate the inner and the outer, the internal, the and the external. Um, so both, mm-hmm. both, and I wouldn't dare tell somebody without knowing them that they're doing one or the other more or to excess. It's it's unique for each person, mm-hmm. I think, but you have to be curious to find out. So. The value there uh, that we're pushing for, though, is if you do want to change, whether it's yourself or something around you, whichever you're instinctively drawn to start with, recognize that it's inevitably going to have to be both. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the things that jived so well with me here. Yeah. Um, I think that my initial sighting of this place that was as it was Jackie, right? Yes, yeah. on social media and Instagram. Thank you, Bucks County Mama. <laughs> um, the post, there was certainly something just in the pictures um, because they weren't even your words. It was she who was writing. Yeah. Um, but something drew me. And as I explored a little bit, and got to know you a little bit and spent a little bit of time here, it didn't take long for me to completely understand that. I really have never found anywhere, anyone, any space, people, tribe, if you will, that's a word that's been coming up for me for some reason, (laughs) um, that embodies that the way you say, both and, Mm. the gray. The, you can have this and this and and hold them both and live in the middle. And, and, and you and need it's, to. I, I was going to say, and it's actually necessary. Mm. So I spent a lot of time feeling like I should either be here or be here. I have even had people say to me, well, you can't feel this way if you feel this way. You can't tell me this if you understand this and some part of me that's now this big part of my life all day every day yeah um yeah felt like i was doing something wrong but i think innately i knew i wasn't and here i am and now i'm armed and (laughs) dangerous i'm glad you used that phrase doing something wrong because i'm uh actually just from this morning literally just this morning there's no it's not like it shouldn't be a secret i was actually on a show this morning oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. as you yeah you knew that Mm -hmm. yeah i was asked a question and i i needed to give a little 
backstory to get to my answer. And I wasn't even sure how I was going to word it, but I knew the essence of what I was going to say in response to the question. It was something about karma. The the pod, the show is called Cut the Karma, which is such a great ah, name. Yeah. And you know them. I, yeah. I follow them. Yeah, Julie mm-hmm. and Jess. And, and I think it's a question they ask all their guests. The question essentially was, is there something you're aware of that you're <clears throat> working on karmically or that you've recently, you know, is there a karmic chord, so to speak, however you want to word it. And I like their definition of karma, so we don't have to un- Did you unpack. say karmic chord? I did, but like I just C-H-O-R-D. made that Because of oh, the cutting okay. part. I just right, I was just going to say, I love that. <laughs> the image <laughs> okay, of cutting so a yours. cord, yeah. Okay. Well, you just reminded me of what I said then in response to their question, which the primary, I don't know of a different way to word it, so I'll just say it essentially how I did. The primary awareness that's really made such a marked difference for me as of late and especially over the last the better part of the last year but it's clearly the been working on it for a while is recognizing that there's nothing wrong with me (laughs) and allowing for the reality and the awareness that there is actually nothing wrong with me to become foundational and not even a, it's not like a mantra, it's not like a, an affirmation or whatever you need to do to build that. I haven't even tried to do it, it's just, it's clicked. It's <clears throat> the um, only real way to put it. There's nothing wrong and it's finally kicked in. Nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with anybody. Right, yeah. I don't know if you remember our very first session toward the end. Remind me, yeah. I said, well, I guess I'm not as fucked up as I yeah. thought I was. I don't know if you remember me saying that. You're not we as were. fucked up as you thought you were. Uh, and neither am I. And we're both still full of shit. Totally. I'm less full of shit than I used to be. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Humility yeah. is a big <clears throat> virtue. The timeless virtue. Uh, I do remember when we said that. You and I both. And... And shit is a fun topic too. But tying that in with activism real fast and the mm-hmm. concept of um, wanting to change something around you, which is, it's an understandable motivation. There's not, there's no lack of you know understanding and, and empathy for the desire and the need. <clears throat> um, there's just also no way to, you, know, you think about this gray, you think about um, what you're potentially standing up against and fighting against and i just don't know i've never met anyone who's who's represented the alternative um which is to say the the impulse to demonize anyone or anything is almost always not always but almost always it seems useless it's not a good look I just don't think it's going to, not even a question of good luck. It, I don't think it solves any, anything. Well, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. That's my statement is a big general sweeping. It it's, doesn't come off <laughs> in any. Well, regardless of the, um, how it appears to others, I, I think it's just fundamentally futile. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the essence of the whole wrong thing. There's no, nobody's wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't 
again, there. That's not to say you don't take a stand and have boundaries and all of these things that we we these footnotes are true. But god damn it, nobody's gonna win by. It's basically just an impulse for war. Right. Nobody's gonna win. Not even you. <laughs> Especially not you. Um, we. I brought up a book, Linda Goodman's Star Signs, um, in that she speaks of many different things. This book is wild. It's like a roller coaster ride. It's kind of so multifaceted. Um, she was famous in the 70s for her Linda Goodman's sun signs. So she's deeply steeped in astrology, primarily. Linda Goodman's star signs is a less familiar book, and it's just this wonderful dissertation of her experiences and her beliefs and all of that. <clears throat> and now I'm thinking about it, and I completely forgot... <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> what I was just going to say, oh, about the word wrong. In, the in, donut's kicking the in. The donuts are kicking the in. The magic donut is kicking in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's trippy. Um, sugar trip. Anagram, words that can form other words. Yeah. So wrong also contains the words grown, now that was always a big thing for me i always loved that you know so this is going back 30 years ago almost i read this book and right around the time right I was around listening the indigo, to girls. The indigo <laughs> girls exactly <laughs> and uh and that has always stuck with me when i have felt wrong you know or had regret for doing saying being something um on the other side of it is, or with it, is is grown mm. now. I was wrong, but I have grown now. And that's awareness, being aware. So the whole wrong thing, black, white, pushing, shoving, you know, it, it is futile. And I love hearing you say that big piece for you in the last several months has been that you realize there's nothing wrong with you because I think I've said those words out loud in the last few to several months myself as an exclamation of like, ah. Well, it, it points to the really probability that so much of our waking life is spent unintentionally of course but truly <clears throat> um avoiding facing the uh the belief that we're fucked up the belief that we're wrong and i guess i've needed to face it and come to terms with that belief in the the ways that it's elusive the ways that it's not so apparent um and for figure out that it's not real i figure yeah it's a question you can call it forgiveness you can call it <clears throat> letting go allowing 
seeing the silliness of morality, uh, rewiring, unprogramming, shadow work, to use our friend's term, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to call it. But inevitably, the thing I believe everyone wants and regardless of one's needs on some level, at least in our culture, is to recognize and uh, <laughs> see that you don't have to avoid it because it's not even a possibility. You're avoiding it, and as soon as you stop avoiding it, you'll the sooner you stop avoiding it, the easier you'll easier it'll be for you to realize it's not real. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that would be a great revolution. <laughs> it would. It would. Yeah, it There's, would. And thinking about <clears throat> right, wrong, good, bad, and uh, the term judgment. I have been told I judge or that's not a fair judgment. And at some point years ago, I realized there's a very great difference. It may be a fine line between judgment and discernment. Well, I think it's essentially what people mean when they say, when they're using judgment in those contexts, is it has to do with this right, wrong. And specifically, mm-hmm. the moral terminology would be, <clears throat> condemnation mm-hmm. so you're people don't want to be condemned mm-hmm. nobody wants to be condemned which is to say truly be wrong mm-hmm. absolutely be wrong unforgivable damned mm-hmm. and we're not <laughs> mm-hmm. you're speaking to the fact that of course there's more than there are more options than condemning and condoning exactly <laughs> yeah and and they are necessary in for me, not to sound dramatic, but in in survival, sound dramatic. <laughs> you know, survival. You have to discern what I hate saying what feels good, you know, but what is right for you, what is healthy, what is not healthy, you know, um, mm-hmm. if you have an experience with someone or something and it doesn't work for you and it's not healthy, you, and this is where people or things will feel judged or condemned, you walk away or you don't and then you live in that and that's not good for you. Right, so in the context of like just one-on-one relationships, especially romantic relationships, that's, I think, increasingly easy to point to. I can see it for myself. I think It's uh, a lot of where you learn, for damn sure. Absolutely. Familial but, relationships yeah. also. Um, and to your point about before we started recording, the my tendency to make a, <laughs> to bring in the macro and then and, and mm-hmm. we play with, yeah, you know, to go back and forth, the... Um, I guess uh, <laughs> I'm willing to say that most of us need to reevaluate the extent or what it really means for there to be an actual threat. What does actual survival mode really look like? And um, are we truly in a, are we actually dealing with stressors, so to speak, or are we actually just not mostly? 
grounded mm-hmm. and balanced and um, able to prioritize moment to moment, breath to breath. I think the the tragedy is it's actually increasingly clear to me how simple the you know the path is for becoming more aware and for seeing that you can feel more at ease Mm -hmm. you can feel like you're not threatened and i hear people refer to these like fight or flight sympathetic modes and survival modes as like yeah that's just part of our makeup it's built into our dna etc etc and yeah but yeah. we don't have tigers chasing us. Well, that's the uh, that's the reply. We're not dealing with the saber tooth tiger, and no matter what, though, the point is like, yeah, but there's there's a deeper underlying dis ease that has nothing to do with our ancestry and our evolution or um, our specific, you know, our genetics and our specific like. Uh, family history there's a there's a broader that's why i always come back to it those specific scapegoats and details they matter but there is a broader context that matters more i think i i want to know what that is because i know what i'm thinking (laughs) what are you thinking we fundamentally think we're fucked up as an animal Mm -hmm. that's honestly that's the truth Mm -hmm. We've conditioned ourselves to think, regardless of your ancestry, regardless of evolution, your beliefs about evolution and saber-toothed tigers <laughs> and all of these things. The tr- the consistent piece that I see over and over is, great, that's your way of telling yourself that you're there's that, something wrong with you. there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you keep telling yourself that, then fuck it. Right. That was Ali's message. I know. That it's, That's why it's, I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his his point was because she had said he had asked her what you know about her higher power because in the recovery process you know AA is all about the higher power and faith and um, she said I don't believe in God and they also had this whole conversation about you know well you know I I was saved from the train wreck because my life has a purpose. And she said, well, does that mean that my, my dad died from cancer? Because her father died. It's the onslaught of her whole difficulty. Um, my father died of cancer because he had no purpose. Well, he did have a fucking purpose. It was to raise me and my sister. So I don't want to hear about God. So it was about God. So when I say to you, you tell me what you're thinking, I think ultimately... I believe it boils down to us being able to understand that we're not fucked up and we are everything that that higher power, no matter who you call it, God, Allah, the universe, the cosmos, Brahma, you know, it's in us. And it's divine, and it's wonderful, and it's and it makes me almost want to cry when I talk about it. I think that's what's lost, and what people leaves people believing that they're just a piece of shit, and that they're fucked up. 
And that a big part of coming away from that belief system is understanding, realizing, and actualizing that we're not. We're not, and that's the mechanical, thank you, the the mechanics, if you will, of what Amma said and what Ali, or Rama, excuse me, said, and what Ali said is, yes, there are problems, and nobody's suggesting that there aren't. Yes, people need assistance and support, and you damn well better give it, especially if it's right in front of you. And yes, we all need many things around us to improve, and going to continue to repeat our same basic collective patterning if we don't see that foundation, meaning that foundation is there for most of us. I'm not saying it's for everybody. Mm. Probably though, (laughs) it probably is affecting you whether you know it or not, but I believe it is extraordinarily powerful in its effect on all of us and we're not getting it enough that Mm -hmm. the efforts are often rooted in trying to fix something because we think there's something fundamentally fucked up Mm -hmm. yeah prove me wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'd like to prove myself wrong but and i test it out i haven't seen it yet though um, and I'm not saying anything new, you know, for better or worse, that whole Marianne Williamson quote is kind of the, the core of, that's kind of the core of it too. Our deepest fear. Yeah. It's not that we are. She's not wrong in that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care enough about her political, uh, career to comment on her. Um, no, but, but it's a beautiful quote, right? Very positively, <laughs> absolutely <Yeah>. correct. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Nelson cool Mandela quote. borrowed it off for yeah. a good reason. Yeah. I think I got that right. I'm pretty sure he... That's correct. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. It's not new. And that's why Rama rolled her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and why Ali said what he said with his cheeky, however you want to word it, tone. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, great. There's another, another, revolution. another revolution, another monster another to kill. Another fight. Yeah, okay. And then it'll be another monster to kill. It'll be another monster to kill. Another... Yeah. Yeah, and, we did, and we didn't even do away with the last one. That was, again... Well, we didn't do away with, you know, just speaking of Nelson Mandela, um, Des, the late Desmond Tutu just passed away. He had an even better quote, I think, where it's about the upstream. You got to... Let's actually look at why this is flowing down from... Where, oh, why? don't even get me started. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> you know, we should well look upstream. Yeah. And that's what I think. That's, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. This is what's upstream. Mm-hmm. Best theory I've got so far. <laughs> so, um, I just was reminded of something my mom used to say. We'd have, my mother was a number. My mother was a number. <laughs> I think she was what a healer. <laughs> she was a little little crazy. And, and I think, really, truly, uh, back in the day before there was bipolar there was manic depressive my mom was fully diagnosed as manic depressive so she was a little crazy it um, is not not essentially by 
Bipolar disorder? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. but they didn't call it bipolar disorder. Oh, the, back link, then. the term, she, the, yeah, label. the term, okay, the label. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, but she, she was very much in tune with things that, especially her generation. She was born in '33. Like you didn't. It was she was Catholic, right? And that was it. <laughs> Irish Catholic, <laughs> and you don't, you don't talk about healing or light or, you know. Uh, any of that stuff. And uh, she was funny. So we'd have conversations, deep, profound, you know, and she would say, oh, if only everyone was as wonderful and smart and perfect as we are. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I are <laughs> solving all the world's problems here, and I, <laughs> I'm inclined I, to thank recall you. that. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, bringing in that levity is... is... Mm. I was thinking of donuts as a way to do it. It was like, no, <laughs> that too. I don't need to force it, and you just did it for me. Thanks, because yeah. um, there is no shortage of <clears throat> uh, humility, or there is no, uh, yeah, there's no point in not having more humility. How would you say it? There's, there's no, where's it? <laughs> blah blah blah. I appreciate what your mom says. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that is definitely not what we're saying, but I get no. it. Yeah, it comes, things can come but across it, it, that it way. But I think that the people who may be listening <laughs> get it. <laughs> well, I think that's why we bring up the gray, because it's not to suggest that there's a wrong approach. It's just this movement matters. If you care about what that means, really does it is meant to capture what we're describing. You know, it's a multi-layered pun, if you will. Um, movement, the movement of like a revolution and uh, mm -hmm. championing some kind of new way. Um, it does matter and moving matters. And also the, we're discussing um, that which matters about movement. Uh, <clears throat> so... It's not unrelated to talk about activism and changing the world and improving the world, mm -hmm. but with a particular yeah we're not we're not just breaking down euphoria as a um a show. fun show yeah. no <laughs> you bring it into the broader grand cultural scheme grand things. scheme of things yeah. the move and it is a movement there's a movement that I respect and and want to be part of, yeah mm hmm I mean, hell, you're the one that wants to talk about Jesus, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always want to talk about Jesus. Nobody ever wants to talk about Jesus. <laughs> you have to have a little bit of a Georgia Peach slang, I think, when you're, or twang when you do that. Though. Yeah, I Did, always. Was that on purpose? Jesus. Yeah. Well, that no, but that's funny because one of the things that I often, to create some levity, when things are going awry. Yeah. <clears throat> And if any of my kids are listening, they're going to giggle when they hear me do this. I just closed my eyes and prayed to Jesus. Okay. It's basically well, the same thing as what your mom does. Yeah. Or did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little girl on TV. I, it was, she was on the news and, and they were talking about like a, a storm came and took the roof off her elementary school. She was probably nine. And that's what she said. And so I've held on to that as such a I tend to look at the bright side of things if you haven't figured that out already actually one of my notes speaks of that but 
<clears throat> when things are just hitting the fan, man, you just close your eyes and pray to Jesus or whomever, or just realize it's happening, you know, and be in it and let go of the scaredy cat. So that's my Georgia. I don't know if it was Georgia, but Southern. Yes, <laughs> it was something. And uh sounds like a similar sort of sentiment to your mom. But yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to get with humility. Of course, you're going to eventually have to just say, you're just going to breathe and you're going to focus on what's right in front of you. And if, if that happens because you've allowed yourself to remember there's more to life than what you're able to, uh, that you're more, there's more to it than what you can do. You're just, so to speak, one person. Great, but, uh, or and, if enough of us did understand cer a certain need to act and to be with ourselves and be in relationship in a different way, it would matter. Mm -hmm. There'd be a movement that matters. Mm -hmm. I think it's right up, no, it's somewhere in this room, a reference to, oh, it's on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it in a bit, but it's, Hard to read from here. Um, I don't see. Hang on, I'll grab it. Pointing. Yeah. Oh, that is what you're pointing. Yeah, I can't read that. Thanks for filling the dead space. Oh. <laughs> um, I had to get up and walk over to the one of and the he's many walking. artistic <laughs> one of the many gallery spots in the office uh -huh, here uh -huh. all the way it's it's this um simple little watercolor looking painting mm. where uh, many a group a tribe if you will a, you know not that that's a wrong word but many a little pod of people is trying to reach and then one or two of them actually are connecting the hand to hand almost like a Michelangelo oh, I see. kind of uh -huh. hand connecting. And it says, always hold firmly to the thought that each one of us can do something to bring some portion of misery to an end. Um, yeah, and, and there's no question about that. Mm -hmm. the, th the praying to Jesus part, <laughs> well, I get it. And... I'll go on the record and saying that um, just thoughts and prayers is yeah bullshit yeah and that's totally. not that's not a hard point to drive home <laughs> right well that's why your intuition your actual intention does matter yeah intention does matter and action matters mm -hmm. and whether that action is yours alone or yours as a part of a collective action yeah. matters Do yeah it. i doubt we're speaking to anybody who's ignorant to that fact i suspect like mm -hmm. i think most of our audience is of the uh fuck hashtag thoughts and prayers mindset yeah yeah that's <laughs> um you know the parable of the person on the rooftop and they're in the flood and then and all the ways that they're stop denying the helicopter story and, yeah yeah that whole parable of don't just wait around because you were praying and you right. thought god was gonna do something all that said I, I sent you a boat yeah 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 the, the lottery parable whatever they are right of course we have to act 
Yeah. Which why is, of course, the gray and of course the activism, of course the revolution. And we need to also really, really focus on where we're coming from and what's driving us. And it's just not obvious. And mm -hmm. that's why I do bring it back so many times to that. Cause I don't, I don't think it's being taught clearly enough. It's, and it's, I do think there is a futility to a lot of action without that awareness. So mm -hmm. that's why we're, but we've done that already. We can shift to, <laughs> yeah. to your mom's point. <laughs> Humility. Humility. Yeah. Maybe that, yeah, I, I wrote down Tesla because you were drawn to the book in the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, he might be an example. I don't know if humility was his downfall, but he definitely was. Yeah, what are you thinking? I, I, I've i thought about that myself. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Like, how did he, for lack of a better term, allow himself to be excused? from it all um, and this brings up something that I have often pondered and you might think there's a there's a difference between humility and self-deprecation absolutely yeah and one of the things that used to drive it's often me called false humility right or, I, I've not heard it yeah. as that but it just has always my my experience as a yoga teacher and as an owner of a of a center and having yoga teachers work with me, work for me, with me, I prefer to say. Um, you know, I'd hear their students say, thank you. You know, thank you so much. That was amazing. And the response just all the time was, oh, I'm just a vessel. They're like, no, don't, don't thank me. And I get that. But there's a piece of that that's so missing. Um, that's not humility. That's that's denying yourself the grace that you've administered. Because yeah. yeah, you're a vessel. Oh, it's Mary and But you're a vessel point. who can choose to not teach. <laughs> and you've chosen to teach, and and teaching and bringing those types of lessons and that type of knowledge to people should doesn't always, but it holds a tremendous amount of responsibility and value and and time and energy and work and so my response was always thank you i know hmm. but that was my mom too that's what, how we were taught to take a compliment <laughs> you know and people see that as not practicing humility you know Oh, you're so this. Thank you, I know. Takes people off their mark every time. But there's an element of humility that goes with that. That's what I'm talking about, why I love the whole concept here of the gray. Yeah. You can be humble, but you can also be deeply and madly in love with yourself and, and want everyone to know and see that. Yes. Yeah. Well, Tesla certainly had an emer uh, a reemergence in our yeah, world. Yes, <laughs> I love that. But more importantly, yes, to what you just said, and I guess there's probably uh, yeah, I won't we won't go backwards, but I think it is 
probably motivated by the same basic um, compulsivity of not believing there's that you're inherently here to be you, mm-hmm. which is a a different way of saying believing that you're there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it plays. It has deep. The chords are deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why the, I like that cut the cord idea. The, yeah, and that's Marion Williams's, Williamson's point with that line. So, of course, people can be the extreme opposite of, of that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, we don't, that's duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> oh, duh. We probably don't have anywhere, I don't know of anywhere else to go with this essential topic because I think we've laid it out. Mm-hmm. That's not normally what happens. You're so chatty. Why are you pausing? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about Tesla. Yeah, I'm, I, am, I am too. I just don't think I know enough about his, his, his biography see. to bring for, more into it other than... Well, what I was thinking was there's a movie. Is that I saw Hugh Jackman and yes. David Bowie plays yes. Christian Bale yes. and Michael Caine and uh, that shed a lot of circus, light for Andy me. Circus, yeah, uh, on him. And Bowie plays Tesla. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. great movie. Yeah, The Prestige. The Prestige. Yep. That's what it was. I thought of yeah. that movie too. Mm-hmm. What uh, what about it for you though? Just that it it uh, I also did not know much, but what I read in that star signs about tesla it was so brief um and but still felt so connected to his story and then saw this movie and had a couple like aha moments and it just expounded upon the little bit of knowledge that i already had about him and and i just i'm not a super sympathetic person i do empathize with people but i'm i'm not a I'm not a coddler and I'm not a aw kind of person. That movie made that movie made me feel bad for him. Like as I understand. I don't remember enough about what happened to Bowie more. in it. But by the way, you I think you come across as extremely maternal, but <clears throat> you you're allowed to have your own take on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know you outside of Koru land and of course we started professionally and still have that but uh just from friend to friend i don't you seem like you have plenty of maternal gifts but maybe you just are different maybe you're an absolute monster (laughs) i'm I'm the worst (laughs) i'm i actually uh, i was i have been described and and i kind of like this the iron fist with a velvet glove wow yeah yeah. I bet the iron fist negates the softness of the glove, though. So you're not. <laughs> it could. Yeah, or but you, I, you just use I wear it very the glove. carefully and you move the I know arm. I need to wear the glove. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have to wear the glove. Well, you've acknowledged yelling a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, I think your past is a, you know, if we were to like shift into like, Act two here, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you're you have a quite the unique past i in my point of view and that's just what you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do it's uh yeah <laughs> to to uh, i am misinterpreted deeply when people meet me um I, it's for some reason an automatic assumption that I have had an easy life or that I, I have, it's my, the stories that I, from my childhood early, all the way up through that I could tell, um, would turn most people's stomachs. Um, and it, it is only that that gives me the right to say teach or educate or counsel or anything because well, i don't know what specifics <clears throat> you do or do not want to unpack or share but <clears throat> the uh, the bit that i do know from you telling me there's a quite a variety and mm -hmm. a lot of extremes within those varieties mm -hmm. like going to certain extremes mm -hmm. seems yeah mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah consistent to, i don't have an issue yeah. unpacking anything it's all unpacked it's all on the <laughs> it's all laid out well there's mm -hmm. everything you Maybe already said so you i don't think you had any classic addiction no, no. yeah but you've been around a lot of that um you were a playmate mm -hmm. a yoga teacher Screamy mom, uh, <laughs> you're a businesswoman. What else? Uh, and a unique well, business fitness. With that. I mean, yoga teacher, uh, yeah. but fitness. I mean, I was, I was Jane Fonda. Like, she was my everything yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a little while. I was quite young. And you were also a smoke, or you were a cigarette smoking cigarette yoga teacher. Smoking yoga teacher. <laughs> Ye yeah, 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 yeah. And what about yelling? Yelling, mom. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, I give my particularly my older two because they got the brunt of it. I was, it was when my fourth child was born that, and we spoke about this the other day that I realized what I was doing. I had just started teaching yoga a couple of years beforehand, so it, it's where my real and deep introspection began. I began understanding more about meditation and and healing, um, and uh, I was a yeller. I screamed and yelled at and with my husband at the time, at my kids, but on the other side of the front door, I was the, the Zen Buddha, you know, yoga lady of Easton, and everyone thought I was marvelous and magical. And I was in a lot of ways, but I was also a mess and angry and sad and a mess. Mm. And I got a hold of myself in a big way. And I still, all day, every day, that's why I said all day every day <laughs> you know it's it's that is a type of addiction i would say i mean i definitely have an addictive personality i don't think it would be that hard for me to become addicted to something mm -hmm. um probably 
now I'm rethinking your statement. I probably have been addicted to love, sex, drugs, rock and roll, <laughs> you know, money, whatever. But there's always been something in me that got a hold of myself. And, uh, and so it's a practice. And it's become such a practice that now, just in the last few to several years, I, I think I'm... Well, so clearly we wouldn't likely be having this conversation, just to be blunt, if you were still in the thick of those patterns. Mm -hmm. So something that's extraordinarily worthwhile and extremely worthwhile for anyone who wants to know you and learn from you is what the hell did you do? <laughs> yeah. How did you shift from the one to the other? How did you cultivate for yourself the capacity to Every, what did you, how do you phrase it? What was it, every moment? How'd you keep saying Every it? single day. Every single day. All yeah. day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah your, that, that piece of your story is what we certainly need to know more about. <clears throat> I believe that a, a huge piece of it is just something that was in me from the get-go. Because I remember being a very small child and somehow understanding that what was going on around me was fucked up and I was not a, at fault, a part, going to deal with that type of shit, <laughs> if you will. I'm the youngest of five, and so I was the baby. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> so I, we go way back, and I've always kind of been a, lone black sheep lone wolf whatever you want to call it as far as friendships and familial and and that so i think part a big part of it is just that it's it's a big piece of who i am mm -hmm. I'm using air quotes <laughs> um so there's a determination in me to do better be better and i don't mean better than something outside. I mean, to have a better life, to have a better experience as a human, to be a better human for my kids than I was when they were little. That's what motivates me. I am deeply, deeply self-motivated. And I know that that is enigmatic, that that's not everybody. I just realized that a couple of <laughs> long ago when I used to put a lot of pressure on people. I think that's the iron fist. Well, I can't. Well, why not? Yes, you can. That, that, all right, well, let's put a note on that one. It are some people not self-motivated, maybe. Let's put a note on that. But there, there is a, to the extent that age matters because of changes throughout culture, mm -hmm. that might be worth unpacking because mm -hmm. I'm assuming you're referring to younger people when you mock them so ruthlessly in that voice but not just younger people <laughs> but also okay yeah. so and i thank you for telling me that yeah, yeah good to be yeah uh good to be wrong and i wasn't trying to suggest it should be younger people um mm. for the record so good question to come back to are is there a dearth of self-motivation for some reason in some people or is it largely a cultural effect or both or both yeah or both um i think we are all different we are all different no doubt about it mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> I I have a hard time. You know, let's come back to this. I'll just say this last piece, though. I have a hard time believing that any person isn't when they are in their rhythm and in their balanced, healthy mode, which is to say, be able to be themselves, uh, that there isn't a certain kind of motivation, if you will, that's just natural. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time believing the alternative because I, I just can't imagine how a creature would be brought into life without the biological imperatives intact enough to want to live mm -hmm. fundamentally. Mm -hmm. How you want to live is, the is thank God, a variety. There's mm -hmm. a variety of expression. Anyway, I, I don't wanna go down that just yet unless you do, but mm -hmm. as a side note to come back to this question of motivation, self-motivation, yeah. Well, uh, the other piece of it, you asked how, what the hell did you do? What have you done? Um, is Just a lot of praying to Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I did. Just thoughts and prayers for myself. Nope. <laughs> a lot of, lot of work. And, and what I found was that on the other side of the, ooh, I'm getting, I'm getting hot and emotional thinking about what I'm about to say. On the other side of the work that, and when I say the work, I mean pieces of my life that as I moved through them were some of the most painful, challenging, sucked that motivation right out of me that I could blame on all the people in my life at that time. But I was there and I was responsible for either staying there or not staying there, that work, to move through all of that with some sort of grace and less damaged than I could have been. <clears throat> what I would find on the other side every single time was so beautiful to me because it was clarity, just more and more and more clarity about, like, I never imagined that I could see, be, live, think, empty my head of all of the things, like I, every once in a while I think about how my mind used to work all day, every day, and the conversations with myself about just shit that I just was in a spiral of, ugh, you know, but I was doing it and I was making it and I was getting wherever I was going. And on the other side of all that stuff, there was always just so much more beauty. And like right now I'm 53 years old, uh, soon to be 54. And uh, I, have my challenges all day every day you know they never go away we're never done you know but i i view them all with such different perspective and objective and clarity that that itself negates all the 
difficulty of it all that it could be, if that makes any sense. I, I choose to live in joy. And from where I have come, that to me is amazing. You know, when I say the stories I could tell you would turn most people's stomachs, it's, it's some heavy shit. And, you know, and here I am. And, uh, yeah, I'm thankful. Well, those stories, yeah, they're, the value is, of course, the extent to which people could hear them. You know, the value for you to be able to look back and laugh and mm-hmm. find the lessons and be grateful for it. And <clears throat> you were, um, but the value for others is, of course, to also see maybe if they're, to whatever extent somebody is in their own, to use some of the words you you like to throw out their sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of uh, <laughs> trap or, or um, yeah, a little bubble. Uh, there's, there's always another option. Mm-hmm. Not to say there's anything wrong with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, good. <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know, of course, you do make it sound like you were a, <clears throat> a Motley crew. Um, uh, roadie, or, or sorry, um, what's well, not roadie, uh, yeah, the person, uh, uh, groupie, groupie, at times. groupie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> knowing what you've told me and the and some of the colorful details, which you're welcome to share, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think, uh, that's the appropriate image a motley crew groupie mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that might have been one of my it's funny enough the whole ambitions. Pam, pa- i bet uh, tommy and pa- uh, pamela that Pam movie and tommy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it Pam and Tommy, yeah. the name of the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe there's a movie about them. Yeah. Actually, Ayla, who is the one who I've been watching Euphoria with, my oh. oldest daughter, uh, is also just last week was like, Ma, <laughs> I didn't want to watch it, <laughs> but I watched it and it's so good. You'll love it. And uh, and I, I totally relate to her because she was actually in one of the issues of Playboy that I'm in. Yeah. We're on facing pages. You and Pamela? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on one page and she's on the next page. Yeah. yeah. Bravo. Yeah, right. Bravo. I assume you never met her, though. Nope, never yeah. met her. Not nor, nor Tommy Lee. No, no. No. But good good uh, comparison, we'll say, right? Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Motley Crew groupie. Definitely. Yeah. Motley Crew groupie. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> that, was my, that was my album there for a while. <laughs> girls 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 um yeah so it's it's been a ride and i just i think probably the the biggest piece of it is that i just i accept what comes my way and i think that you have to i think you already answered this but just to reiterate it it's not as if there was like a God struck you down sort of moment, like some sort of biblical revelation kind of Oh, there thing. was like 98 of them. Exactly. It wasn't just one. <laughs> it was many, and it took time, and it was um, eventually just enough. It was enough and paying attention enough into the awareness. Well, I, yeah, so to that point, you just said it, basically. There wasn't one miraculous <laughs> moment. Uh, is that possible? I suppose, but... 
But if there's one, then there have to be more to follow. Exactly. It's, it's almost yeah, like there exactly. can't be just one. And a, a, a big piece but of- noticing the one is the start. Right. Yeah. And w one of them, and this relates to my connection with what your philosophies are here, uh, is that you're never done. It's another mother story. And it's so funny that my mom keeps coming up. Um, <clears throat> I had just had my third baby. She was probably within weeks old. And my mom came to visit. My mom was very overweight and very unhealthy. So when she would come to visit, when I had babies, it's not like she came to do the laundry or the dishes. She would come and sit. <laughs> 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 you know, and ask me for a drink of water and all of that. So I had cleaned. I was an insane person when my children were young. I would vacuum every day, sometimes twice a day. We all matched. All of our underwear matched our outfits. It was, yeah. <laughs> so she came to visit and she said to me when I got upset because I had just cleaned everything up and the other two were two and a half and three and a half years old. And the baby was just born Lily. And I said, my mom said, don't get so upset. It's okay. And I said, but I thought I was done. And she looked at me and laughed and said, oh, Mitty. I was Mitty in my family. You're never done. You're never going to be done again. And that was a big realization for me. And I applied it. And that moved me through a lot of stuff, thinking that you're done, thinking that you're there. Where's there? Like, you're not, ever. You're not even done when you're dead, if you believe in reincarnation. <laughs> well, regardless, the context of this life is good enough to focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't have any beliefs about reincarnation or life after death that, um, change how I act on a day-to-day -day basis because regardless it's a day-to-day -day basis this life right the moment if you will the here the now <laughs> in yes so continuity is what you just hit on in terms of the quote-unquote Koru philosophy and the, the one in the hallway saying the learning never stops the learning can never stop I believe is how it's worded mm -hmm. it can't ever end whether you want it to or not in the context of being alive, which is meant to be, duh, like what other context do you really, why would you care about any other context? Right. Continuity, yes. I think there, and only in that, you know, we're potentially nearing some grand pause in our first chat here, maybe, maybe not, but and also because I know I probably beat this drum sometimes maybe more than I'd like, but it's true. The compulsion for a destination, some mm -hmm. sort of finality and ending is one of these core underlying tendencies that I'm speaking to and, and highlighting here with this business, with this <clears throat> education model, with, this, with these teachings, because yes, I think it does create it, the, the ripple effects are not subtle and they are driving us as a species to create 
endings and that's actually if you stop and think about it horrible <laughs> horrifying and horrible horrifying yes um and we have i don't think it, the compulsions will stop until we recognize it's a motivation that's there not because we want it but because it's it's like a viral um it's a virus to the program to the system mm -hmm. you just stop and pause and notice any aspect of life on this planet and you see there is no ending ever period full stop and to try to create one in whatever neurotic way you're doing isn't bad but it isn't necessary i say it isn't bad because of course there's value in you know i look around all the time at the ways that we structure anything and i see there's a component to this which wasn't fully realized a 90 degree angle is an example i use a lot mm. a box a hallway there's nothing bad about these things they serve a purpose i have no doubt though that if you primarily live within these kinds of grids hence the phrase off grid mm -hmm. you will live as if a grid is real mm -hmm. hence the phrase again off grid hence the reality of somatics the reality of a nervous system the reality of like inner like outer the reason retreats are often in quote-unquote nature mm -hmm. so championing the possibility to have our cake and eat it too is what i'm actually doing when i'm speaking to these um the, the, this potential for more awareness there's nothing inherently wrong with anything we do. It's just perhaps excessive. It's perhaps motivated by an absolutist tendency, by a compulsion for an ending and an ignorance of true nature, what is real. And if we could just start mostly <laughs> thinking about that, we'll change it. We'll do it differently. The designs are out there. In fact, Tesla's a, some of his contemporaries, Buckminster Fuller, many of people have already laid out the designs it's not a new it's not new magic and sorcery that we have to come up with right there's just an inherent um psyche issue right there's an application that is either missing or marred and i just had a big like the programming huh, moment while you're speaking yeah there is ending but with the end comes a beginning because it's yeah, sure. it's a cycle so there's <laughs> no the core, stop yeah the spiral the growth the reality of growth there's no stop yeah there's no stop there there's and there's there's endings all over the place you know but but an ending absolutely well, and positively comes with a beginning broaden the, yeah. the perspective though is of course there's death of course mm -hmm. there's destruction and decay and demise mm -hmm. but there also is then something new follow yeah there's a follow. whether it's re it doesn't even have to be reincarnation <laughs> though we don't have to go to those no uh ideas and right. i don't want to because right. i'm not actually think it's more important that we recognize the value of 
from birth to death and I don't need, we don't need to figure out, we actually can figure out a lot in terms of conception and in terms of being in the womb and in terms of the birthing process. Right. But that's part of life. That's, it's more, it's certainly clearly part of, yeah, life. Post (laughs) brain, heart, lungs, (laughs) ceasing to function, post last breath. All I can say for sure is worm food, and that actually does speak to what we're saying. But mm-hmm. we also—I don't want to try to even—I have no idea, and I don't right. need to know. Cause you can, <laughs> right, because you can't. We could sit here and hypothesize oh. and talk about it all fucking day long. And not only would it be a waste long. of time, it, I think it would be a disservice to everyone. And I actually really don't like when people put energy into it and ultimately yes because that's the point you really oh you know that wow (sighs) cool (laughs) how do you know (laughs) (laughs) okay um and that's my more edgy attitude about some of those quote-unquote spiritual things but Mm -hmm. more importantly you brought up continuity that's how i that's how we word it here that's the label i use for what you brought Mm -hmm. up yeah Mm yeah yeah not an insignificant detail, to say the least. Not. And most, especially because um, that's part of the original thing I was saying about my own journey and seeing there's nothing wrong with me. For this boxing metaphor, being boxed in in corners, like you can have your cake and eat it too, but it isn't necessarily going to happen in the way that you're trying to orchestrate it. So like whatever that, whatever the context may be, the cake and the, the it, um, you're gonna have to treat it like a puzzle. You're gonna have to move some pieces around. You're gonna have to rec- and and then it won't be done when you do that. And mm-hmm. it'll, it's freeing is ultimately, it's fun and freeing to see that there isn't an ending, that you don't have to, cement it all you don't have to structure it so that it'll never fall apart it's actually fun and freeing the more you realize so fun and so freeing and i think so many people get hung up in just like just sidebar real quick Fun fact. She points to me. <laughs> Fun fact. The quote, you can have your you can't have your cake and eat it too. Do you know? You don't know. Was that your mother? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She she no. She coined that. No. The quote is actually you can't eat your cake and have it too. We have misconstrued the actual quote. The quote if you think about it, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, you can. You can have your cake and then eat it. You can't eat your cake and have it. So the, the actual quote has been misconstrued. Um, well, either way, you're losing. Either. You think you're losing. <clears throat> right. Either way, you out. think you're losing out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but just I, a little side note you, yeah. for you. It's, it's you can't Who said eat it? your cake yeah, I don't and even, have it I have it no too. idea what the It was a female uh, queen matriarch, I think, uh, oh. somewhere way back in the 
times when things were turning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, French. Uh, I was going to do an accent real quick, French but I queen. didn't know which, yeah. which country to Yeah, I with. believe it was a French queen. Izzy, Isabella. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's not even bothering me. All right. So, so you the, can't so that. eat your cake and have it too. Right. Got it. And contemporary, like modern times, I think that's a, that's a big one. You know, you, it, like everyone wants their cake and they want to eat it too. And you, I was thinking about this when you were just talking about, uh, just that, that there's a, there's a missing, we all are yeah, over. As I'm thinking about it, it's a pretty dumb saying to have even used as I'm thinking about it, but I'll yeah. tell you why in a second. <laughs> okay. Go on. We're inundated on social media by memes, quotes, people writing about, um, you know, sponsored ads with people telling us about how we need to accept, be, be the change, work on ourselves, get better, do better, be better. But then we're also inundated with memes and things that are saying, fuck everyone, be you. You're just perfect just the way you are. I think that and this opens up a whole other Pandora's box that we haven't talked about that I, I, I know that you and I have talked about a little bit and you've talked about on other podcasts, but the whole social media, um, you know, manipulation. And, and I think this piece of it, the self-help wellness aspect of what the average person is inundated with, the person who is not the teacher and doesn't have 30 years of, you know, ex soul excavation and cultivation under their belt. And, you know, the understanding of all this, I think it, it it's a big piece of what the people are having difficulty with right now. You know, we're, we're supposed to care about what's going on in the Ukraine and do something, but thoughts and prayers aren't enough. So, and I have a 50 hour a week job and four kids and like, and then I feel guilty because I'm not doing anything. It's just like social media and, and media and, and telling us who and how we're supposed to be to get better and not be so fucked up makes getting better and not being so fucked up way harder than the mixed message, you know, is so, I think, there. Um, and I think I only am observing that because until the last few to several months, really, quite frankly, since I've been here, my whole yoga lady self-help certainly didn't go by the wayside. It is the thread of my fabric because it's such a part of me. But I haven't been living in that. I've been living in a more, I've been living outside that bubble for 10, 12 years. I closed my yoga studio in 2012, 2013. 
and really just never looked back. I was just like, fuck yoga. Fuck that shit. I'm going to go do this. And so I've been experiencing life as a complete counterpart to that life. Does that make sense? For like a decade. And I was becoming increasingly uncomfortable in that. And so I wanted to bring my pendulum kind of back to the gray, back to the middle a little bit. And he, and here I am, um, you know, my experience here at Koru marks a, a re-awakening. And it's such a completely different experience than it was before, I think, because of my experience outside that bubble. I so much more appreciate the center. And so my point about social media and the confusion, and, and I, I, I look at, and I say the average person with no patronizing, condescending at all but you know the majority of people aren't Just remember your mother's quote yeah yeah right they're not steeped in what we're talking about well i think there's a with a great understanding really, of it anyway yeah maybe yeah probably true and i've certainly gotten feedback to suggest that and i think it's okay and that's why mm -hmm. i'm willing to just continue to <clears throat> beat a particular drum and i think the drum is almost the same as what we were just saying a moment ago before you brought up social media and the Ukraine and thoughts and prayers and, and working on yourself. This is why there's a list of words that represent the, the foundational sort of educational model that we work with here for now, and it will continue to, it will always be finessing it and that is context. So mm -hmm. continuity actually fits in with context here very well in that, as does connectivity and creativity. Those are the four central uh, mm -hmm. C words. So it's C just to keep it simple in alliteration. Context, connectivity, continuity, creativity, chaos, and and communi community communication and context again. Don't worry about all of that. What you just said about social media reminded me though, <clears throat> Uh, it's there's a very simple, not necessarily easy to integrate, but simple context to remember, which is it depends on the context. Yeah. Everything. So if one moment you recognize that you're needing to engage in something global, and the Ukraine is only one example, what's going on ex to say to speak with? that part of the world and the concerns over what Russia could be doing and catalyzing and the motivations behind that and what are the effects and the the seriousness of it, you know, focusing on that is understandable, as is then also focusing on, I'll, I'll walk through a few examples, breathing, mm -hmm. drinking some water, feeding yourself, probably feeding your family, mm -hmm. probably cleaning, mm -hmm. not necessarily vacuuming neurotically, but probably making sure that there is a mess around you. Uh, your shit, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Including being with yourself, taking care of yourself, and checking in with yourself. All of it's possible. <laughs> so yeah. it's not one mode. One mode is insane. 
right. almost literally. One mode is psychotic, almost mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. It's not one, it's all of these and others and more, and it depends on the context and it changes. And to the extent that you can yeah. be in control of it is probably not real. You get good at managing the context and probably having some control because you don't want too much chaos, but there's gonna inevitably be some sort of chaos. Prioritize. Yeah, and you're gonna remember to pay attention to whatever <clears throat> neighbor on as large a scale as possible because we're all here sharing the same world and we're all inherently connected and the depth of that principle alone is so vast. But of course, at some point you're gonna wanna pay attention to what's around you and that could mean the entire world. Mm -hmm. And then also make sure you're not making your own mess. Yeah. So context is inevitably consistently critical no matter what. I don't know if that was uh, too verbose to get the point across, but no, I think it's. I think it was put very well, and it, it brings me back to what I said a little bit ago <laughs> about um, <clears throat> the work. That's yeah. the work. Yeah. Understanding, compartmentalizing uh, when you need to, prioritizing what you need to, doing it all. That's doing it all. Yeah. You know. Um, That's the awareness. Yeah. So here's the here's the fix. And yoga, we, of course, can be helpful. Oh, you, gosh. I know you weren't saying that. I'd be in jail or in a room somewhere without it. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, just. I think you were. I yeah, am no. disenchanted <laughs> at this stage of my life, but certainly. Well, not completely, but I know what yeah, you're. No, not I know completely. what you mean. I think what you mean to put some context to that is. There is a an unintended effect of believing anything with that absolutist yeah. attitude, and the um, way anything is taught needs to be considered just as well. Mm. I think my you know since we're talking earlier about HBO shows, and uh, <clears throat> my favorite is Curb Your Enthusiasm. My uh. favorite, probably all time scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm is when. Larry and Leon are at the hot yoga class. Do you know this scene? Oh, it's priceless. So Larry uh, doesn't say namaste at the end. And the yoga teacher, after everybody, as everybody's leaving, says to him, Larry, can I have a word with you? Do you mind if I ask you I a question real quick? I don't remember this episode. I thought I saw them all. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I noticed you didn't say namaste. You didn't partake in the namaste at the end. And he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a namaste kind of guy. I'm not, but I'm not really a group kind of guy. He's like, and she explains in her clearly like tightened jaw, <laughs> tightened shoulders kind of way what namaste means. And he's like, yeah, it's just not really for me. And she's like, I think it'd be good if you did. I was like, eh, I'm not, I don't think it would be. It ends with her saying, <laughs> get the fuck out of my yoga studio. <laughs> and, him, and him saying, thank you. Now that was all, this has all been worth it. Thank you. I, That's what you really wanted to say. Yeah. And I am tragic. Well, no, I will just say that I know that's for whatever. That's not unique to yoga. And of course, it's a caricature of a particular kind of spiritual, so to speak, or a person who's interested in spirituality in a particular way. 
and the key theme that's from the start to wherever we are now in this conversation is is there the absolutism ignoring the gray ignoring context the need for both and <clears throat> and getting actually what i think is most accurate re um sort of re reverb uh re what's the word <laughs> where you retreat or you reverberate or you get um, kind of thrown back into the same old pattern. I forget the word now. It's inherently a kind of actually, I think, Christian way of looking at it, to mm. be frank, which that's what this person's playing out, mm -hmm. which is, um, again, the black and white. Mm -hmm. I, I have <laughs> always right said for decades fanaticism in any capacity yeah, is the, dangerous yeah. so if you don't say my namaste then you're not welcome then, right <laughs> then i don't see the you and me yeah the, the me and you yeah well he of course jokingly says oh, i don't think there's much of a light here anyway <laughs> oh, Larry. something like that it's funny you remind me uh I had a friend in Easton. I'm not so sure there's much of a light inside here anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. That's a, yeah. I love him. Uh, owned a pet store in Easton. I went there for all my reptilian needs. I don't think they're there anymore. It was called the Nature's Nook. Okay. Such a great place. And uh, the guy that owned it and I became friends. And he, <laughs> he was like a Larry with mm. yoga. He was like, yeah, no, not so much. And his wife held his uh, birthday party at my at the mill for him. And uh, shortly thereafter, I said, as I was leaving, and tongue in cheek, because I know I knew where he stood with yoga and stuff. And he just was, yeah, no, not so much. And I said, namaste. He goes, nah, you stay. <laughs> I just thought that was... So funny. So don't get me. Have you have you heard the fuck you namaste? No, but I have another namaste joke. There's t-shirts that say fuck you namaste. And I just shake my SMH. Mm -hmm. Shaking my head. Yeah. Well, that sounds funny, is it not? It it I think it's supposed I mean, to I be wouldn't funny, wear it, but, but I don't think it's funny. It's yeah. like Well, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. But the, right. Uh but I'm sure it's for someone. It's, and well, everybody's playing out. If they're not careful, if we're not careful, we are conditioned to play out our own form of extremism. That's mm -hmm. the bottom line. It's really, what we are saying mm -hmm. throughout the whole conversation. <clears throat> My namaste joke is a little more benign. Um, it's really just a poke at anybody who is a little too hippy dippy. Uh, having been there, done that myself. Mm -hmm. The joke is there's a guy who, you know, this guy has a one bedroom apartment and his friends needed a place to stay. So he's let him stay on the couch. And after a couple of weeks, he's worried that his friend's not going to leave. And he starts to talk to him and he realizes, you know, I got to say, like, I, it's time. I just need you. You got to, I can't have you here anymore. It's really disrupting my life. And I, I've trying to help you out, but I need you to, we got to figure out a different approach to this and um we need to figure out when you're going to move out and the guys that was been staying on the couch just says 
Namaste. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know you were going there. <laughs> Namaste. There's, I'm slapping my name. Is that a dad joke? <laughs> that's, that's a, no, that's a that's a good yeah, joke. I, I think that's it, funny. Yeah. yeah. Made me laugh. Oh, oh yoga. Not a very predictable place to pause but what do you think um i think it's good what do you think the day yeah what we've done so far yeah yeah there's well you brought notes was there anything more on your notes that you wanted to bring in well i was just going to say that This is stuff that you and I can talk about later. Okay. Um, Because we do have to talk about some other things before we both go home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're speaking and we have lots of good things kind of figured out, right? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) kind of figured out. Kind of being the key word in that that, that phrase. There's something something of value to this. I was going to say, something to offer um, those who maybe don't so much. And I think that, and this was one of the one of the things that I had a hard time as as an educator. I love that word, as a teacher, um, that was one of the many catalysts for me. Just kind of stepping away from teaching was. <clears throat> it's very easy for someone like myself, or someone like you, or the two of us to talk about it and to put it all out there. Um, but again, the, the average person who are the ones that we want to, to use the phrase that is culturally big and widespread right now, have an impact, or you know, serve or serve. Yeah. yeah I serve. Things, serve. I like that. It's all service. Mm-hmm. How? Like, I I don't have these types of conversations with people because as I have attempted to living outside of so like, the what yoga are the bubble, steps that are yeah. available no matter and what? And so like practical steps. I have been inclined to want to and encouraged by my daughter, thank you, Ayla Bell, to teach. Well okay. that's why I brought up your shift from Motley Crew Groupie mm-hmm. because you do have something to teach. That's why mm-hmm. among many other reasons we are collaborating. Yeah. Um, I agree with your daughter. Yeah. 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 People need tools. I listened to your, with Kristen Ritter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the name of her place? Nur- well, it's going through a lot of changes. Nourishing Storm. Nourishing yeah. Storm. Um, the Yoga Center Cafe, Cafe Yoga Center. Yep. Yeah. And uh, she hesitated to use the word tools. She questioned whether that was the word. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the, I love the, the Great word. analogy yeah. of of what the we right word. can offer people <laughs> yeah it is yeah. and and i loved her little i visualized myself wearing a tool belt and, and i you know here we're going to use this tool today and that's that's so what the people need are the tools from yeah. the beginning of time you know you talk about fire and the wheel right it's, it's all to, yeah the 
presenting something as a tool is great. Eventually, this is not to get ahead of ourselves. I do believe mostly <clears throat> these tools simply become a lifestyle mm -hmm. as opposed to mm -hmm. a more mechanistic paradigm. Right. There's a shift, shift in lifestyle, so it's less tools, it's more just It's the house life. you built with the tools, you live in it. Yeah, and you are the, no matter what, over and over, you are the house. Yeah. You are the model. You are the, you represent the schematic. That's the that's great. Your schematic, your blueprint is what ends up being projected, as does everybody else's, as does everybody else's, as does then flect, reflecting back the group schematic, the group mm -hmm. infrastructure over and over and over until kingdom come. Mm -hmm. So tools are, no, oh, yeah, I said it on purpose. Mm -hmm. You better have a sense of, tools or queendom i don't mean to suggest it could be I'm good yeah, whatever the <laughs> whatever the <laughs> cliche phrase yeah. um the tools matter mm -hmm. knowing how to use the tools matters yeah and using them did you want to try to say some today or just acknowledge that there are no just yeah. acknowledge that you know that's the I always we want have to... said them though. For the, we just haven't presented them in the most right. concise, uh, bullet <laughs> yeah. point kind of way. And hand, it's not we're not ready to put it in a handout and say do this. Yeah. But that's not that only works so far. Is my consistent yeah. point, and I don't mind being the one to continue to say that. Whatever your list is, only works so far. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Use it. Use it. I make lists too. Yeah. I have a list of quote unquote tools and they only get you so far. Right. Take Aware, it with you. Well, the awareness is the tool that you always have to come back to. Mm -hmm. The awareness is the belt, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wear it. Awareness. A-W-E-A-R. The belt. That's yeah. N E S S. I, I like that. That's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you're gonna start teaching? I would like to there we present. Go. Yeah, yeah. There you heard it. Yeah. You heard it first. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that old Mitty is gonna start teaching Mitty her Sue. wisdom again. <laughs> Mitty. She's ready oh. to come back and teach everybody. <laughs> this just in. This just in. Hey Willie, did you hear? <laughs> Mitty Sue, Mitty Sue, Mildred Suzanne. Well, maybe you can tell us more about that over the, as it becomes more clear, yeah. unless it is extremely clear right now. It's not extremely clear. Okay. I, I, I would like to work with women. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm doing a pretty good job aging, and it's not because I ate blueberries and didn't smoke cigarettes and lived a perfect lifestyle. People say that all the time. Oh, well, you probably, I'm like, <clears throat> no, you have no idea. Uh, you know, so I think uh, I'd like to help. I'd like to serve primarily women, moms, grandmoms. There's a lot of, a lot of people going through a lot of stuff physically that I think very simple. I love that. It's not that hard to be 
at peace. Well, I, I actually have, I need to give credit to somebody and they didn't help me see this in a graceful way at all, but I, I chewed on it long enough to get the lesson. Simple doesn't mean easy. It's the distinction between complex. Simple and complex is the Correct. distinction. It's not easy. Simple is easy. simple means it's not complex. Right. How hard or easy it is depends on each of us. Right. I stand by simple, not easy. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. I make that designation myself all the time. It's a big difference between simple and easy. It's, it ain't easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it and we wouldn't all be so fucked up. <laughs> I do believe in the potential for it to be easier. Yes. Yes, but at but, the moment, the consistent, the current reality is simple as opposed to complex. But how hard or easy, that's yeah. case by case. Mm -hmm. Context. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so you'll be sharing more about that as... Yes. As it becomes more clear. Yeah, I think I was kind of waiting for this to happen, to well, it happened. kind of put a pin in it, <laughs> and it happened, and yeah, I'll move forward from from here with it. Um, Great. Yeah. 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 So it's not a specific lotion or... Nope. Um, no magic potion. <laughs> um, Nothing from goop. No elixir. <laughs> no, yeah, no goop. <laughs> Yeah. Not to say none of these things can't oh, yeah. occur. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you're you have well, we'll hear more later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Good. And thank you. Thank you. That'll do for now. I think so. Okay. <clears throat> that was definitely a part one. She's already mentioned how much there are other things you would like to focus on. So we'll be doing, like I said, uh, probably after June, part twos with people. So much to look forward to. And thank you again, Mildred. Thank you for bringing those damn duck donuts. Thank you to all of our other sponsors. Uh, Philadelphia Table Company, Native Cafe, Ortiz Art. We need a new piece, by the way, Tony. <clears throat> the Service Brothers, and you're going to be hearing a uh, hoo-ha, <laughs> hoo-ha, <laughs> who, when you're hearing this, will have done a the first of hopefully many cooking classes at Quora, and Rodale Institute. You're going to be hearing more about them in the next, uh, they're amping up their sponsorship, we'll say, for April, because of Earth Day. If you don't know anything about the Rodale Institute, you will be hearing more very, very soon. But for now, leaving, I'm leaving it at that. Jimmy Lee is next. That was uh, one of the easiest things, easiest conversations I've ever had. You'll hear about that. Not that any are hard, but he hosts a podcast as well. So it was pretty damn simple to just let it rip. It's a quick one too. So that's kind of refreshing in a way. So Jimmy Lee, uh, probably Ama after that, but maybe Danielle and Michael because there's an event coming up. In fact, definitely Danielle and Michael because there's an event coming up that they're going to be 
uh, hosting here uh, in the early May. So double check the date, early May. So we're going to be pushing that as well as, like I said, everything about the Rodale Institute. Because there are also two big events related to Earth Day in April. All of that and more. And like I said in the intro, Patreon. You can hear about that more in a second too. All right. That's it. Be well. Thank you. And really, thank you.